Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas that are sometimes informational, sometimes inspirational, and always entertaining on Stacy Connects. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stacy Connects. I am happy to be here again this week. I'm Stacy Heller. So this show is all about making connections to conversations because uh, by asking questions, instead of making assumptions, we might learn something. I, of course, want to thank listeners, both live and that listen to the podcast. That means that there are 11 more people that are listening to me than just my mother and my therapist. So thank you. I appreciate it. If you enjoy these conversations, please share them. And leaving comments and rating the podcast really helps me connect with more people potentially. So uh, it's definitely a huge help when you subscribe or you like it or you rate it or comment is as ridiculous as I always sound begging for that. Uh, it really does make a difference. Um, speaking of which, if you have an awesome idea for a guest or a topic or there's something that you want to talk about, or you have to uh, ask some questions, then text or call 475-999-2726. And of course, you can always call into the show live by calling 425-373-5527. Uh, goodness knows mom is on speed dial. Hi to mom, to Lee, to Diane, and uh, any of the other lovely ladies and gentlemen that might be listening, part of her crew. Um Okay, so today I am going to switch things up. I normally start with my brain dump and empty out all of the random thoughts or things that uh, have been going on, uh, as I like to say, from the sublime to the ridiculous. And this week I am going to start with my Staceyism in light of the whole overturning of Roe v. Wade last week. So uh, when it comes to shows like this, although this is alternative talk and therefore everybody can have an opinion, uh, you know, some might say it's not good for your brand. Don't rock the boat. Don't bring up things like this. But I'll just say they started it uh, very mature of me. Uh, so here is my Staceyism. Your mind may not be a reliable narrator of your story. However, your body is. So let me explain how that's connected to Roe v. Wade. So how my body felt after I was date raped in college was how I actually knew that it had happened since this person was a friend. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see it. Uh, I, of course, questioned whether it was my fault, uh, what I could have done differently. Was I being a tease? Uh, was it really date rape? Uh, all of those kinds of questions. So my mind was really playing tricks in order to help me cope and contain all that had happened. And yet I never questioned my body's response to that experience. Uh, for instance, my visceral response to certain Rolling Stone songs that had played in the background when this happened, uh, or a certain scent that I'll occasionally get, or just a feeling that I'll have. So my body is absolutely a very reliable narrator of my story. And I will say that 
women don't tend to take the choice to have an abortion lightly. It's typically an agonizing choice that is made maybe after not having a choice to begin with or feeling like you have no other choice. Um, When I gave birth to each of our children, I had to fill out paperwork. And in that paperwork, there were questions about how many pregnancies I'd had, live births, miscarriages, aborted pregnancies, stillbirths, et cetera. And it was hard because I had had miscarriages and some women are devastated by that. And I thought of all the women that I've known and the ones that I don't who have maybe been through some of these situations. And here they are, they're at the hospital, they're excited about their newborn child and they're reminded of that choice. Like they don't think about it all the time already. And I just remember thinking, man, way to turn a, um, a happy occasion into uh, a not so happy one. Um, when I had COVID and I was with mom for all those days uh, in Pennsylvania, we, uh, we had so much time together that we even talked about the hard stuff. It was not all, uh, why do you have so many masks and uh, let's clean out some of these books and do you really need uh, that many rubber bands and pencils? Um, we talked about this topic, the topic of abortion. Mom is 100% anti-abortion. And yet even she said that I believe it's a moral choice. It shouldn't be a political one. And the sad thing is now it's not a choice for women. And so shame on those that made this decision and shame on us for taking it for granted for so long and uh, not making sure that it was ironclad. Because, uh, you know, you can say what you want, but uh, clearly the underpinnings were not solid enough if this fell. So, okay. Anyway, that is, uh, I'm going to turn this around. Uh, I just wanted to make it very clear where I stand on this. I tend to not be at all controversial. I just believe that uh, no no matter what choice I personally would make, I believe that women deserve the right to have a choice. And so um, I'm just going to say that. So I am recording from Miranda Beach this week. We have a lake house there. Some people got a pandemic puppy. We got a pandemic lake house. And I'm excited. I'm going to be doing a lot more of that this summer. And uh, I have an open sign, a neon sign that I swear I'm going to turn on whenever I'm recording. And I'm sort of waiting for people to sit outside and look at me. Um, Right now we have plumbing being done in the house. So that's really fun. Uh, So if you hear noise or knocking or anything like that, I mean, this is like real live radio folks. This is not uh, scripted stuff clearly. Um, But this, uh, this place is my happy place. Every time I come here, the, the weather is different. It's, uh, it's sunny. It is, uh, it's hot like the desert. I was reminded of that when I ran into uh, the one of the owners of the resort on Saturday night, and she was like, I can handle just about everything except for the snakes. And I was like, snakes? What snakes? I've never seen any snakes. And uh, she was like, oh, the, and then she listed off like five snakes that apparently can be found around the property. And I had gone for almost two years, never seeing a snake. Life was good everything was fine. Apparently they were all just on the Supreme court. And then lo and behold, I'm headed to the beach on Sunday and a snake 
slithers by me. I was like, what? This is ridiculous. So, um, do you know what so kind I of snake it was? Out. Uh, it was about, of course it was like 35 feet long and <laughs> no, um, Again, your your mind is not the best narrator of the story, but your body is. So it was probably like two feet long, very skinny, a light brownish tan. All right. So not an anaconda. No, no, <laughs> no. Not like the one that they found in like the in Florida, I think, that was like a 285 pound snake. Did you see that story? Florida's got all kinds of freaky creatures that, uh, you know. Florida is. And, and that's just their government. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they, they also have, you know, the gators and the big old snakes and all kinds of creepy crawlies. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, yeah. So I do enjoy the birds. Oh, here's the other thing that happened to me, by the way. So there's this new old technology out where it's a bug zapper that basically looks like a pickleball racket. So, okay. So it's great. I was like, got to get one of these things. I had it in my cart at Amazon to get one. And then we went to the local it's a um, fly zapper. Yeah. It's totally looks a, fly a zapper. little bit like a tennis racket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had one of those so, when I was a kid. Okay. Well, it was all well and good until, uh, so I bought one for here and one for home because I was like, oh no, not, not on my watch people. And so had them in the top part of the grocery cart. And then we were heading into the main part of the grocery store and we needed to start putting stuff in the top of the grocery cart, you know, like your breads and those kinds of things that you don't want to have get squished. So I went to move the zappers and I got zapped. <laughs> wow. And I will tell you, I think my finger is still a little like upset about it. It, it felt like it hurt. And I almost felt bad about all the bugs that I'm going to be killing. All well, summer. I was going to say there's some flies that were flying around going karma. Right. <laughs> That's some <Totally>. karma. <laughs> well, and, and the funny thing about it is that I keep saying to Pete, I'm like, can I just zap you just so you can feel what it feels like? Like, and he's like, no, why would I want to do that? And I, I just sort of want to do it not to inflict pain, but because I want somebody else to feel what it feels like to have your finger get zapped by this thing. Clearly, if you were able to accidentally do that so easily, he's going to find out sooner or later. He's, he's yeah, it's going to happen. Right. I was like, lawsuit. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, I it's there's there's just a button that is uh, basically you hold down and that button is, you know, if it gets pressed easily, then you're going to be zapping away. Last night I was holding it. We were hanging out uh, after dinner and I was just holding it up in the air and the amount of zaps from bugs that were like, you should have gone around. You should have gone around. Wow. <laughs> uh huh. Exactly. Uh, apparently I'm like the, um, the black widow, like, <laughs> so anyway, all right. Well, uh, thank you for indulging me with my Staceyism this week. Uh, I just really feel like, uh, wherever you stand on it, uh, you know, we can agree to disagree, uh, but let's all agree that, uh, we should be thoughtful about these things and, uh, and open to the conversations, uh, 
I have a guest today who is a voice actor. His name is Aaron Dinas. Did I say it right? You certainly did. Excellent. It must be uh, a certain amount of pressure to be coming onto a radio show and being introduced as a voice actor. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, I, I need to make sure all my equipment is set to, uh, correctly because I uh, don't want to look like some kind of amateur here. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. So I'm excited to have a conversation. I have some questions for you, uh, of course, because that's what I do. And um, I'm looking forward to our conversation. So let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll talk more with Aaron. And you are listening to Stacy Connects. We will be right back. Looking to reconnect with your partner, spouse, kids, or self? When the disconnect seemingly has been there for a lifetime and is impacting your relationships, it's difficult to determine how and where to start. But at the root with Greg Kuiper of Kuiper Counseling is the perfect first step. Throughout each episode, Greg talks about establishing emotional connection with ourselves and others. He offers experience, advice, explanation, and resources to listeners. You can find past episodes on his website, KuiperCounseling.com, or through his YouTube channel, Connection Through Awareness with Greg Kuiper. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. Welcome back to Stacy Connects. Thank you for joining us. So during the break, we were talking about this bug zapper, of course, because how can you not? And um, Aaron was talking about how he zapped his tongue when he was a kid. Uh, Eric was talking about nine volt batteries. Uh, I think you're all insane. <laughs> this sounds like the origin story to Aaron's superpowers, actually. Uh, this is why he's a voiceover right? artist now, is because he, he zapped his tongue with a fly swatter as a exactly. kid and developed yeah. superpowers. It's, I mean, it's I feel like me. that would have made your voice like either really low or Kids, really Kids, don't high. try that at home, by the way. Yeah, please don't try that at home. Uh, but, you know, kind of like a, oh my, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so, I uh, it, my my mouth was given. Uh, oh my gosh, I better watch where I go there. Uh, superpowers, uh, but I was disfigured so much that I can't do on camera work anymore. So I only have to be behind a microphone. That's uh, the tragic yin, yin and yang of my adolescent fly zapper experience. Well, there you go. I I appreciate it, and uh, it reminds me of the book from my childhood called The Great Jam Sandwich, where they made a giant jam sandwich and they trapped all the flies. <laughs> and, uh, you know, again, that's one way to attract something, right? That's what we were talking about on the break. Um, okay, so Aaron, I have questions. Okay. So you are a, a voice actor. So first, for listeners, why don't you explain 
what that means. How much time do we have? The, <laughs> the, the industry of voice acting and voiceover is immense. Uh, there are so many different niches uh, ranging from commercials, uh, TV commercials, radio commercials, uh, narration for documentaries, uh, all things uh, announcing uh, award shows, uh, corporate narration, where everyone – that's one that I – uh, personally like a lot for some for some weird weird reason we've all been uh you know had to sit down in front of a computer uh to take some corporate training or something for a job that we've that we're uh starting um and those voices right there you I mean you need voiceover for that mm-hmm. uh, and you need is... to keep people awake yeah <laughs> when you're doing that i mean yes that is a thing. Uh, my husband, uh, he is the head of uh, learning and development for ServiceNow, and you know they're building their learning tools. And I listen to some of the things that they put together, and or that they you know sort of are packaged. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like it drones. So there must be a certain challenge for you where you're like, I'm going to make this interesting. Uh, yeah, well, and that's and that's really why they call it voice acting. It's not just talking. It's not just reading something. It's it's finding out, uh, you know, as they say, what's my motivation? You know, who am I talking to? Who am I? You know, right. what's the material that I'm that I'm trying to get someone else to be excited about and uh, excited about learning? Um, so uh, it's it's just the same as um, doing uh, figuring out a character for a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's all acting. Which is another way that uh, voice actors can be employed. Uh, cartoons. I mean, somebody with Scooby Doo. Um, you know, like so. There are so many different things. Um, so, is this what you have always done, or is this something where you finally decided this is what I've always wanted to do, and this is the time I'm going to do it? Uh, yeah, we'll we'll do a little bit of backwards or a flashback thing here. You talked about a, a, a pandemic lake house. I acquired a pandemic career. Uh, I've always been um, involved with acting since probably third or fourth grade. And, what was your uh, first part? My first part was the messenger in Antigone. I had one line. Uh, I, I I walked down the aisle from the back of the house uh, with a spear and a sheeton. And uh, what is a sheeton? A sheeton is a toga, but it's oh, okay. Gr- gr- oh, okay, yeah. sheeton. Sheeton and. Um, yeah, it was one line, and it was it was a lengthy line. I don't remember a word of it, but I was telling I was I think I was informing them of Antigone's demise. I remember. Um, I promise we will get back to your backstory, but it makes <laughs> me think of. Uh, I think it was in fifth grade. Um, we had a school play, and I don't remember why I wasn't going to be there, but I was the understudy, and I remember having play practice during school, and getting up to the microphone and the line was gold discovered in California, the news spread like wildfire. It was announced by president Polk himself. And in 18, whatever it was, California became the 49th state of the union. And I remember, uh, you know, it was like my big moment and the teacher in the back of the auditorium, like sat up from like her nap and was like, Holy cow. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, I just had this like, you know, Sasha Fierce Beyonce moment that was out of body and totally was like, I love this and would not return to the mic again for another 40 years. So there you go. Um, Okay, so you have been involved in uh, acting and and uh, such since you were younger. Yeah, pretty much my whole life. Uh, uh, 
got it very involved in uh, music, um, performing on stage, things like that. Um, and, you know, I was just kind of tired of 9 to 5. Um, I get kind of bored pretty easily. You know, like after a couple of years at something, it's like, ah, you know, I need more of a challenge. And uh, voiceover affords that. Uh, like I mentioned, there are so many different uh, ways you can go uh, within the industry. And uh, my uh, daughter was born uh, January 27th of 2020, just before the pandemic. <laughs> and I went on paternity leave and I never oh, went back. Man. Yeah. My, my wife and I made a decision to, um, she was making more money than I was, so that's the no-brainer of who's going to keep their job. And uh, instead of me still continuing to work and paying for daycare, I decided to be a part of little Mira's life. And it was a perfect opportunity for me to uh, jump fully into voice acting. Uh, I'd always, you know, recorded stuff since I was a little tiny kid. I, I, I really liked doing uh, Howard Cosell when I was a kid. So, um, such a yeah. distinct voice. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember that, uh, that voice so well. Um, okay. Let's hear your Howard Cosell. Oh, no. You knew I was going to shouldn't ask. have. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, Theisman goes back and throws downfield. He catches the ball. <laughs> yeah. It's totally I haven't, that I haven't done it in a very long time. He had this very like, uh, staccato, like, like kind of like, rap -tat -tat, um, cadence. <laughs> It's. I, I think I have to plug one nostril. He was a little more nasally. So. Yeah. Well, that but was pretty good, though. No, I, I got to thank you. Thank you for being so kind. I got to put that in my uh, my back pocket to work on. Well, you know, it'll give you something. Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting. Um, that's a cool pivot. I mean, that is a. It's a. Uh, I feel like pivot is the word of the pandemic, and some mm. people did it. Um, you know everybody had to pivot how well you embraced the pivot and how well you took advantage of the pivot is very, you know, personal and unique to each person. And sounds like you were like, Hey, this is great. I'm going to make some lemonades out of these lemons mm -hmm. and you get to be with your daughter um, and be the caregiver. And with the work that you do, you have built an, uh, I'm, I'm on a Zoom call with you right now, and I'm guessing that this is your in-home studio that you have built. Yes, I, I am in a, uh, a sizable, uh, it's a small room, big closet, and uh, I've converted it with sound treatment, um, so it's nice and dead in here. Uh, for those who are not familiar, dead is an industry term for uh, basically no reverberation within a room, so when you say something and you stop, it the sound stops. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's uh, that's why that's why Eric and I sound so buttery smooth. <laughs> I know why I'm like butter, 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 butter. <laughs> um, you know, I'm like the butter sliding off the two warm pancakes. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I love it. Um, well, and that enables you to then, you know, do your work whenever you want. Yes. Y yes. <laughs> I mean, well, I have to, yes, it does. It does. Like if you, mm -hmm. if you get a gig that I'm imagining that, you know, obviously, you know, do you want that 
first thing in the morning voice or, you know, like when's the mm-hmm. best time to warm up your voice? Cause I imagine um, I'm making assumptions here, but I would imagine that you've got to warm up your voice to a certain degree and, and depending on the role, but you know, if you can feel like this is my moment, this is the time and it's eight o'clock at night and your wife is home and you can, you know, jump into the, the booth, so to speak and do it, then in theory you could do that. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, and that's when that's when most of the work gets done after after the baby goes down to sleep for the night. Then it's uh, then it's daddy's time to work, and uh, you know, a lot of times during the day, you know, as well sometimes I'll be able to drop her off uh, with grandparents or whatever and do a lot of uh, the business side, you know, networking, building the business uh, from that end. But at night, um, that's the the golden hour to to do the recordings. So. I want to talk about the difference between, uh, and, you know, as you said, this is something that you've always had an interest in and have really only in the past couple of years decided to pursue. Tell me about uh, the choice to go voice acting versus um, like news, you know, like I think about distinctive voices, right. And, you know, Eric, when he does uh, the news for, um, for KKNW and he's got that distinctive voice and he does uh, commercials and voiceovers um, himself and some voice work. Um, Is there like a certain like uh, school that you go to, to learn how to do this? And like, and is it enunciation? Like what is, what is it? And I feel like there's a difference between that kind of work and the work that you're doing. Uh, well, this kind of goes uh, hand in hand with what I mentioned earlier about it being acting. Uh, it, there is definitely a craft to it. Uh, I guarantee you, Eric didn't just wake up one day and start, you know, reading the news, uh, being able to read the news on the radio and and do things like that. Um, he, you know, he spent a lot of time on his craft, as did I, as do all of us, uh, all of us professional voice actors. Um, personally, I went to uh, Seattle Voice Academy. Uh, that's uh, owned and operated by Shauna Pennington Baird. Um, they're virtual now. They used to uh, when I started there. They used to be um, that has had a place down in Georgetown. Um, I've learned most of what I know from them. They have an amazing, amazing curriculum, amazing uh, instructors, uh, a vast, a vast array of talent, um, and that's just where I began. Uh, there's ongoing coaching. Uh, it's always practicing, always practicing. Uh, I'll ask my wife to, um, if she's looking through a magazine or whatever, uh, if she finds ads that she likes or ones with a lot of copy on them, a lot of words, mm-hmm. um, I'll ask her to tear them out so I can, uh, read over them and practice. Um, my well, agents, always, yeah. And my agents always sending me auditions and things like that. So it's, all, you know, more opportunities to, um, to hone and to, uh, get better. Yeah. It's an ongoing process. What an interesting thing. Um, you know, it's like the voices in your head that you don't really think about. Uh, you know, as I'm as you were making a list of all the different uh, ways and spaces that people might um, encounter voice actors where you don't think about it. And you mentioned, you know, between documentaries or I'm thinking when you're on a plane and you watch the video that's like, you know, hey, aloha, welcome. Um, you know, the commercials that we hear. I mean, so many different things that we hear. Um, we just sort of take it for granted. And here you are 
working so hard and honing your craft and making sure that you connect, how do you, how do you network and connect with people that are looking for this? Well, um, as you know, I'm a member of BNI and, uh, that, that was something I had no idea existed business networking international, uh, until several years ago when I sold Aflac insurance and my uh, supervisor, Aflac. she said, uh, <laughs> Hey, there's this really cool organization that I want you to go, uh, visit a chapter. And, um, I knew that it worked then and obviously I'm no longer, well, I don't know if it's obvious, but I'm no longer selling Aflac. Um, it's a great product. It's just, I don't sell it. And I, that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, I need, I can't just rely on my agent uh, because typically um, five to 10% of what a voice actor, um, the work that they do comes from an agent. It's just not a lot. Um, right. Especially with way, the way things are, are turning as far as, you know, everything being virtual in the world, not just our industry. Uh, so I took... You know, I I knew that I had to get in with uh, some kind of networking organization um, to because nobody knows about it. Nobody knows about voiceover. You know, you you mentioned the people on you know, the voices on a plane. How about the voices in a terminal and you know at an airport? Right. When it's and, not Rick Riz who's telling you like you know <laughs> welcome to Seattle International Airport, right? Yeah, yeah. So so you know I, I meet I've met all sorts of people in in BNI and all, you know, chambers of commerce is another way. Um, just really fantastic. It's getting in with those people who, who don't know that they could really benefit from your services. Well, um, yeah, I'm thinking about, um, you know, this is sort of what I do when I'm in my Stacy Connects space. Um, you know, thinking about, we had a member of our BNI chapter, uh, her name is, uh, Kai Roberts and she and her husband, um, own Magnus, uh, Media. And um, make sure you're writing this down. And, you know, they do legacy videos or they'll do, um, you know, if somebody's having a corporate event, they'll go and they'll shoot all of the footage and, you know, the speeches and then the B-roll stuff and whatever. And then you need somebody to, uh, you know, do that, the overdub of like, hey, this is what happened and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um and even small businesses, um, you know, this part may not be interesting to listeners, but when you're putting your business out there as a small business owner, uh, there's something called S SEO, which is search engine optimization. So you really want people when you're doing a search to land on what it is that you do. And a way to increase that is to have uh, video or audio on your website. And so all those small businesses out there that uh, have a video, it would be great for them to have somebody that is narrating like, hey, this is what I do, um, or telling your story. So, you know, I'm just like telling everybody what you already know, Aaron. So you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, to go a little deeper on that, um, you know, hey, you know, Amazon, love them or hate them, uh, they, they are really smart in how they try to get their fingers into everything and make money in any way they can. Unfortunately, uh, they, and I'm not sure Google probably, uh, there are a number of companies that are doing it now, but uh, automated voice, you know, uh, people people who um, 
I mean, lot, lots of YouTube videos that you watch will be narrated by a computer. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of them are awful. <laughs> and you hear, and and I know I'm biased, but I mean, you listen to me, you're just like, oh my goodness, that's that's a robot. Come on, <laughs> Come right, on. right. But it's cheap. But it's cheap, yeah. and that's and that's that's the one of the things that uh, voice artists are are having to uh, contend with, compete with. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and there's no connection there, which you know, to me, you know, again, I'm. Obviously, this is my whole thing, but there's a human connection that, uh, you know, for you to um, for you to say the words versus, as you say, the robotic voice, you know, you you do connect with it. Then it's not like listening to the Peanuts parents uh, when you would watch like the Thanksgiving special. Right. Uh, You actually engage and you listen. And that makes a huge difference. I remember when you and I first met uh, during the pandemic, I was like, okay. I think you should read children's books and you should post them, um, especially for um, I was always the one that read bedtime stories for my kids. And I did all the voices and I did, you know, I would act it out, do the whole thing really more for my benefit, honestly, than theirs. Um, But I think there's so many dads that don't get the opportunity for story time and to have a male voice telling stories for kids and, you know, have it as a YouTube channel. I'm just saying. Yes. And uh, wow, I feel like a horse's patoot right now because I did that. Oh, you did? And I you did. didn't share it with me? I did and I didn't. <laughs> so, what? Oh, my gosh. I, 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 I indeed. I took I took your advice. I told my chapter, my BNI chapter, that, hey, you know, I met with Stacey Heller and she had this great idea. And then I forgot to tell you. <laughs> but our cha- uh, But I have a channel. I have a channel. I've I have, I have taken uh, some of my daughter's favorite uh, bedtime stories and put them and voiced them and put them on YouTube. Dude, yeah. okay, breaking news here. I feel like I need like the. I'm so glad that you did that because I there are so many books out there. We'll have to talk about this offline because I have a library of books that uh, I could recommend that kids love. Um, And I just think that's brilliant. Um, It was brilliant. It was your idea. Well, (laughs) okay. Well, thank you. You're Uh, welcome. However, uh, when I have these brilliant ideas, when I'm when I'm talking with people, it's fully based on who they are and what their given gifts are and how they can uh, basically uh, use their gifts and really utilize all their potential. And, you know, that's a huge thing. So, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Let's take a break so that I can talk to you during the break. (laughs) You are listening to Stacey Connects and my guest, Aaron. We will be right back. Stacy Heller is many things. Entertaining, yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, 
go to StacyConnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Too many relationships are adversely affected by wounds from our past. Lack of connection, unhappiness, shame, and regret are just some of the fallouts we experience when we choose to avoid addressing those wounds. Greg Kuiper of Kuiper Counseling is a psychotherapist committed to reestablishing connection with self to create greater connection with others. His work with teens, individuals, couples, and those struggling with substance use. If you struggle with old wounds or unhealthy narratives, get to the root of them in yourself by contacting Greg Kuiper at KuiperCounseling.com. That's KuiperCounseling.com. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Stacy Connects. I just want to remind you, um, if you're listening, if you have a guest in mind, maybe you want to be a guest on the show. I don't know. Everyone has a story. Remember, you can text or call me at 475-999-2726. You can also call into the show live by calling 425-373-5527. So I am joined today by Aaron Dynas. And during the break, uh, he shared his YouTube channel with me that he created that has uh, him reading children's books. Uh, the, um, the channel, if you have little kids and perhaps you want them to hear a bedtime story, is Aaron Dynas. It's spelled D-E-I-N-E-S, voice actor. I'm going to subscribe. Bam, I clicked that subscribe button. Thank you. Let's keep that number going. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's annoying to have to, you know, feel like you're you're doing that. But still, uh, it's mm. a thing. So besides children's books, uh, mm -hmm. you already mentioned at the top of the show that your favorite thing to do is corporate gigs. So tell me about that. Uh what does that look like and what do you like about that the most? I made some assumptions, but you know what happens when you assume. <laughs> Something about, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, for instance, I just uh, finished up a couple um, for a, a Mexican uh, talent or Mexican talent agency. Uh, they take, uh, I found, found through BNI, uh, they found me. Uh, one, Two of them were uh, for for PSAs, um, for public transit. And the one I just did right now, um, was for, um, a company that manufactures large trucks. Um, Ooh. so it kind of like internal videos, kind of like internal videos for the company. And then to kind of get to prospective clients and, uh, employees to kind of toot their horn. Uh, another one, uh, I'm still working on is with, uh, a Spanish, language translation company oh, oh not not so cks remember that ad that was on forever <laughs> yeah like you can learn spanish it's as easy as s-o-c-k-s i was like okay anyway sure it is uh, yeah but they they do uh they teach language to uh like over 20 different languages um to people around the world and uh they had a client who runs an architectural engineering firm who had 80 videos 80 hours of um instructional videos for his 
company. Wow. That was, yeah, that took a while. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, kind of the, the corporate ones that I've been doing. Um, I just, uh, just finished doing, um, one for my, uh, for my agent, which is totally not related, uh, is a commercial, which are fine. Yeah. Uh, Um, what is like, what would be the get, uh, for you? You know, what's the thing that you're like, Oh man, like, um, I listened to the, um, podcast smartless with, uh, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett and Sean Hayes. And they, have lots of famous people on there, yada, yada, yada. They talk about the steady work of sitcom acting and how, you know, they all have had that opportunity and how they appreciate the steady income. And it's like, it's a good gig, especially when you have a family and and that kind of thing. So is that for you, um, like something that's like a steady, you know, uh, the sitcom of voice acting? The sitcom of voice acting. Yeah. Um, corporate narration for sure. That is what it is. Uh, I, w- I would love to get in with the, the big, the big ones around here in the Seattle area, you know, Microsoft, uh, Google, Amazon, Expedia. Uh, um, and I've had some conversations with some people in, uh, capacities, um, close to where I need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really, it's really about, um, making the connections with, um, those who are working in the educational departments or their marketing uh, marketing departments, um, hopefully, because a lot of times, you know, they have to farm out these, you know, these opportunities to talent agencies and they have to go through all, you know, jump through the hoops and then listen to a bunch of auditions and all these things. Whereas, whereas if you can just, uh, get a few people in your stable who, who, you know, you can trust and mm-hmm. uh, appreciate their work, um, then they don't need to take that extra step. So that would, that would, that's, uh, that's the main goal as far as, as far as, um, you know, income goes and can steady work, but it would be really fun to do a video game. I'm still waiting on a video game. Right. (laughs) I mean, kind of like the, um, the, the real video game of like, you know, from free guy or something. Right. I mean, (laughs) those are kind of the, the shoot up ones and everything where it's usually like, Hey, give me your car. Um, But, you know, um, okay, now your voice is your is your instrument. It is your work tool. So then do you have to take extra care of your voice? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, as, as a singer would warm up, you know, before going on stage or before recording uh, a CD or uh, what are those? And so, yeah, it's, it's about, it's about, you know, properly stretching and, and toning your diaphragm, you're, uh, probably caring for your vocal cords, um, you know, not drinking too much caffeine, uh, alcohol, oh. things like that. Oops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's two strikes. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, and if you're going to, you know, like give some time before you're, you're going to go do some recording, but yeah, uh, properly, you know, just, just chugging as much water as you can, you know, two or three hours before doing a recording session. Um, yeah. Proper breathing techniques. Do you do uh, the, um, uh, before I used to start recording, I would do red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Uh, do you do that one or do you have other things that you do? Uh, there are, there are a few, uh, one that I learned from uh, when I was in a band was, uh, our, our singer, Lori Landry, she would, uh, 
she would do the, uh, the scales uh, to Menominee, which, you know, we were in the Midwest, so Menominee is a, is a town in Wisconsin. So it'd be Menominee, 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 and you would just go, you know, back up, up and down. Interesting. Um, but really one of the, the, the simplest for me, because, you know, hey, I'm kind of lazy. So <laughs> I love it, that for you. <laughs> uh, you take you take a, a wine cork or something uh, of the same shape, um, mm-hmm. and you put it in your teeth. Okay, you kind of bite it like that. Okay, and then basically you just talk your script or whatever you're going to read, and you have to enunciate around that cork. And when you take it out of your mouth, it's like uh, like a baseball player when they swing two bats or when they put a weight on their bat oh. in the on deck circle. And then you take it off. Interesting. And you go to the batter's box. It's on. Oh, that's I'm now I'm gonna have to try that. Now I'm gonna have to have wine tonight because I'm gonna need the cork <laughs> and I'm gonna need to try this. I mean, uh, and there's a whole thing that uh, obviously you learned um, from where you went to school, and also probably with your acting. Um, I'm sure Eric had to learn some of this uh, cadence. Like coming from the East Coast, we talk fast. So I've had to learn to slow down a bit, which I still am not great about that. Uh, Enunciation, um, learning how things are said. Um, You know, do you have to go and do a search like how to say uh, certain words? Yes, yes. Well, you know, you talk about being from the East Coast. I'm from the Midwest most of my life and things are a little slower there. Uh, but you really have to work. You know, some people say like, oh, yeah, people from the Midwest, you guys don't really have any accent. It's like, oh, yeah, sure we don't. It's, uh, <laughs> so you, kind of cutting down on that a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. As Veronica Corningstone in Anchor Man said, uh, you know, working on your non-regional diction is very, very important. Uh, <laughs> I love that you're bringing that. <laughs> you want to you wanna be able to – yeah. It's like what – what one of the things I remember like about all this education, all these all this training and everything. It's like, hey, when it all comes down to it, make sure you t- make sure you channel your inner Veronica Corningstone. And it's true. Okay. Yeah. When I was uh, when I was back east, there is such a distinctive, even within a small space like New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, such distinctive accents. Now, Connecticut, it feels like everybody whitewashed their their accents and there isn't really one unless they're from one of those they're transplants from one of those other places um but there's there's not a distinctive accent uh so that's interesting having to listen to your voice and uh you know most of us hate it when we listen to um you know, we leave a, um, the voicemail message and we record it and we're like ah, I sound awful um <laughs> but you've got a like you're listening to it on a whole different level. Yeah, it's really from from a, a technical point of view. I mean, at, sure, at first you're like, oh gosh, well, that doesn't sound like me. Uh, but after after a while, you're like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know what I sound like. And then from that point on, you're really listening for, um, um, you know, faults and defects. Uh, like if I'm trying to if I'm reading a script and there's like too much S in something or there's too much of a plosive. I need mm-hmm. to, you know, you need to really find where those are, um, you know, like turning your head to the side, things like that. Uh, but really once you get the hang of that, you're really only listening for the technical things for the, for the flaws. 
At okay. least that's, that's kind of what I do. Yeah. Now, um, if, you know, sometimes the people that write the content are different than the voice actors and actresses that uh, speak the content. So how much autonomy do you have where if it's like, you know, doing uh, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers and it's like, okay, that may be um, gimmicky and, and kitschy and cute for a nursery rhyme, but for your fill in the blank, um, I would maybe suggest a different word or, you know, do you just do what the customer wants? That that depends on who the customer is. Uh, for instance, if it's, a, if it's a commercial gig through an agency, typically the script is the script and you are to adhere to it. Um, that makes them a little more challenging, um, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, but we have a thing uh, in the voiceover industry. It's like we all kind of have this thing like, okay, okay, writers, okay, you're, you're okay, whatever. Right. <laughs> and uh, we just, that's the word, we'll say the word. And, and some, some of the verbiage is ridiculous, uh, <laughs> but, but hey, those are the words. Um, so those, those are fine, but I'm glad that they're only 5 to 10% of business. Uh, so that's right. why I really like having the, the customers who um, maybe are new to having a person uh, work with them, uh, uh, new to a voice actor working with them, or somebody I know personally. Mm-hmm. So then they can kind of educate them as well as really work together to get what they want and get that message across how they want it. Right. Because, uh, you know, if they're trying to connect with the people, uh, then the best way to do that is with a person that is, you know, acting like you would in real life and, you know, engaging like you would in real life. And those are the, uh, those are, the things that stick with you more and that are more memorable than the droning on and on and on. Absolutely. And although I will say there's a bunch of uh, popular culture references of people droning on and on and on. Um, So maybe droning on and on and on is good. I don't know. Well, Ben Stein made a career out of it. Right. Uh, This is what I'm saying. (laughs) Exactly. Uh huh. You know, and it, it, one thing that I've, I never thought I would do, I never even thought that it would be a possibility, but working with some uh, local videographers, um, they will work with um, like fire departments or local police uh, departments, and they'll have in their promotional videos or whatever members of those departments doing the voiceover because that's who you want to hear. You want to hear from that person. Right. And. And I'm like, yeah, you, you need to do that. But the problem is that some people, you know, they're, they're, they are good at what they do and they've never thought about how they sound on a microphone. So right. sometimes I'll go in and uh, just have a little coaching session with them. And, and the, main, the, uh, the main thing that people take away from that and the first thing I tell them, if you, if you remember it, one thing, it's exactly what you mentioned a little bit earlier. And that's just slow it down a bit. Mm-hmm. Just slow it down a bit. Read each word, word by word, because when we, you know, when you, when you learn to read, you learn, you, you learn that you know, you read ahead. You know, you can kind of skip words. You get it. But now, when you're speaking, you really want to slow it down and really give each word uh, the proper attention. Mm-hmm. 
That's interesting. So that's something else that um, um, you could do. I mean, okay, you can be part of my, um, Eric is being roped into this, whether he likes it or not, but my, uh, my soft life skills university that I'm planning on creating and founding uh, that cross between like Phoenix University, uh, which we all laughed at pre-pandemic, who's laughing now, and the masterclass things and uh, basically teaching um, kids, young adults, adults, uh, different life skills, soft skills that they maybe haven't gotten for whatever the reason is, and uh, to be a training tool. So you're perfect. So I just... I just need to find the money, Aaron. I need the money. And then I've got the idea. And now I've got my voice talent. I mean, it's... Well, it's I'm happy to help. Excellent. If uh, people are interested in hiring you for something, uh, you know, you want to put together some family video and it's telling the story of the family video, or you've got a small business and uh, you want to put a video up and you want some uh, narration over it so that it captures people's attention or some small ad that you want to run on a podcast such as mine or a radio show. um, And you want a specific uh, voice talent. These are all things that Aaron could do. Um, How can people connect with you? The best way is to uh, send me an email at info at aarondinas.com, A-A-R-O-N-D-E-I-N-E-S. I also have a website, www.aarondinas.com. Uh, but, yeah, the email is the best um, that we can really figure out what you need um, and how you want to go about doing it. I have, like you said, um, you mentioned uh, videos, things like that. I know lots of uh, uh videographers and companies that have people who do those types of things within my network, which I'm really thankful for. Um, so uh, you can triage and make uh, get your project completed. Right. Absolutely. Um, the only thing that we didn't talk about, which is a shame, is uh, the Key and Peel sketch about the substitute teacher and A.A. Ron. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Well, it has been a while since someone has brought it up. So uh, you're welcome. I appreciate that. Yeah. Welcome. Well, oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> one that you know, I'm just having. You're triggering me with uh, Moana. My daughter has been listening to "You're oh. Welcome" by Dwayne Johnson for the last. You're welcome. Weeks. Uh, yep. I, love, I, I messed up so many golf shots this weekend because I had that song in my head. Well, you should you know make the shot, and then you're just like, "You're welcome." <laughs> you're welcome, ball. Exactly. Exactly. See, you just you got to change that intonation. Remember, you're yes. acting. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, of <laughs> course, we are out of time here. But thank you so much. Um, I feel like I hardly did the conversation justice because I think it's so interesting what you do. But uh, thank you for being a guest on the show. Thank you for having me, Stacy. It's been Absolutely. a real pleasure. I've really been looking forward to it. Oh, good. I'm so glad. And uh, remember, folks, you can connect with Aaron at his website, uh, which is AaronDinus.com, A-A-R-O-N-D-E-I-N-E-S.com. And uh, next week on my show is Dan Faulkner. He is a real estate agent who has a passion for helping kids that are dealing with some substance abuse issues. So I'm looking forward to that. Thank you to Eric and everyone stay connected. Have a great week.